0: they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, welcome to everybody. This is Making It Big. I'm The Fuse. Glad to be back with you here today. Well, we have our final 4 in the NBA. It'll be the Miami Heat against the Boston Celtics, the Dallas Mavericks against the Golden State Warriors. It's uh kind of tough to figure this one out. I would say I like the Celtics because of their defense to go to the finals. And I would take the Mavs because quite frankly, I'm not in love with the Warriors. I mean, there's like I know go- I know I know Memphis had a good young team, but there were times where I'm like, "Man, the Warriors are getting blown out." It's I'm not used to this. It's just a different Warriors team than what we saw eight years ago, eight forty-eight years ago. <sighs> you know, Steph's in his mid-thirties. He, he still looks like he's in a, he, he looks like he's in his twenties. But Steph is in his 30s. Clay isn't the same as he used to be because of injury. Draymond, not a score. Andrew Wiggins, he's had a great year, all-star year, but are you absolutely sure he's going to pick up the slack? If Steph's having a rough night, are you in love with that idea? Jordan Poole, excellent. Year in Golden State, but again, is he going to be enough to outduel Luka Doncic if Steph and Clay have a rough night? So, I like the Celtics to meet the Mavericks in the finals. I don't know who would win. I guess if that happens, we'll have to reevaluate and pick a winner for the finals. But it's good to see different teams you know you have major markets Dallas, Boston, obviously San Francisco being represented, Miami being represented once again. So it's exciting. It's exciting. And Luka Doncic, he's the best player in that Mavs series against Golden State. Jason Tatum He's the best player in that CS Miami Heat series. So I would think, especially with the especially with the way Boston and Dallas are moving, playing defense. I mean, Mavs were down 3-2. They came back, won the series against Phoenix. Hats off to these teams, man. Boston and Dallas, they look like the team with the momentum. They each have the best player in their respective series. Again, I like Boston to face Dallas in the finals as we sit here today. I want to transition to this. So, Philadelphia, the Sixers, they're trying to figure out do they keep James Harden? I think they're kind of trapped. I'm not sure. Look. There's no real star available. I don't think getting, you know, I'm not sure if they can get Damian Lillard. I don't know how that would work. The the Blazers would probably want a guy like Tyrese Maxey. Sixers wouldn't want to give him up. Um, if the Sixers traded James Harden in a sign and trade type scenario for Lillard, is that going to satisfy Portland? I don't think so, especially since Portland sees the track record of James Harden. He, everywhere he goes, it's like a tornado. Oh, I want out of here. I'm out of shape. It just doesn't work. He, he, It doesn't work with him and other stars. It's been proven. It didn't work in Brooklyn. We thought that was going to be a potential championship team. You look at Houston with Dwight Howard, that didn't work out. So I'm just not in love with the James Harden experiment. In Philadelphia, they're either going to have to keep him for one year or let him go. I I don't see him being there long term. It's not a good idea. Uh, I'm on those, I still think they need a star. So they might feel, hey, they might feel trapped a little bit. Hey, we don't want to give up. We don't want to look wrong. Daryl Morey and James Harden, that relationship, we we like that. Let's just give them the money. There's no other stars we can get. I mean, there's just no stars. There's no stars they can get. I mean, if Philly wants to say, hey, let's just beef up the rotation around Joel Embiid. Let's find other shooters. Let's find a veteran facilitator who can help out in the backcourt. Let's find a backup that's that can be productive for us. Uh, a backup center. You know, let's find production in other areas. Let's beef up our team instead of just worrying about another star. I don't hate that. The question is, if Joel Embiid goes down, who's that star? Who's that? Who are you gonna rely on? I still think Philadelphia needs a. Needs a star of some kind. Um, you know, you look at the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> Losing that series to Dallas, that's huge. And I, I think Chris Paul, excellent player, excellent point guard. I don't know where he ranks all the time on the point guard list. But Chris Paul's going to get in the Hall of Fame. He's gonna be the next Charles Barkley, great player, no rings. Uh, it's a gut punch for Phoenix because they, to me, it looked like they had the best team in the NBA. Um, they were more complete than Dallas, in my opinion. You know, they have to figure out what to do with DeAndre Ayton, Chris Paul. Is he is he gonna stick around for one more? I guess he's gonna come back for at least one more year. It looks like. He said he's not retiring. Mikhail Bridges, I'm not in love with the guy. Jay Crowder, not in love with the guy. As far as putting points on the board, Bridges and Crowder don't get it done for me. I think they need more shooting on the perimeter. Maybe get more of a of a impact backup point guard. Maybe beef up the bench a little. Uh, you have to figure out what to do with DeAndre Ayton. If you don't want to pay him, find a guy. Find find a rotation that can replace him in some regards. Um, you know, I think a good fit for Phoenix would be Blake Griffin because he's a big guy that can shoot, stretch the floor, uh, quiet. No, you know, no. Not he. He, he doesn't. He's not a distraction. Veteran. Blake Griffin can pass too. So it's just a thought. From what, from what I've seen, though, Phoenix doesn't really have, like, their bench really isn't exciting. I think they need to shake up their bench, make it better in some regards, <sighs> find a way to fill the void of DeAndre Ayton as best you can. Uh, keep an eye on what's his name? What's his name from uh, Utah? He he knows how to block. I can't I can't think of his name. He's a center, used to play for Miami. Hassan Whiteside. That's a center I would look at if I'm an NBA team like Phoenix, like Whiteside been in the league a while, 7 foot 32 years old. The guy still can play. I don't think he plays a ton of minutes. But he's a guy who can block shots, get some rebounds for you. I think you have to keep an eye on Hassan Whiteside if you're the Phoenix Suns. You also have to keep an eye on Blake Griffin if you're the Phoenix Suns. Um, Of course, Whiteside and Griffin, two different players. Um, With regards to... Trying to think here. So we talked about the Suns, Sixers. As far as looking at NBA teams that are built to last. I think we did something like this last year. I don't recall. But looking, we're going to look at each conference and kind of break down the, the top teams as far as stability long term. You got to go with the Heat and Celtics, the Bucks. Those are the three. Those three teams are going to be around a while. They each have young talent. Uh, The Celtics and Bucks each have foundational star players, guys that are going to be around a while. In Tatum and Giannis. I like the Heat, but Tyler Harrow, Jimmy Jimmy Butler. You know, I I like the overall makeup of Miami Heat. The question is, is excuse me, <coughs> I had to sneeze. As much as people like Jimmy Butler, I'd like to see a little more out of my number one player. Because you have shooters like Tyler Harrow, Duncan Robinson, you have these guys, you know, Vincent, uh, Struss, Bam. Uh, you have the Heat do a lot of things well. They have a, they have a lot of depth. I think they need that another. They need I don't know if they need another star, but they need that number two. Sh- they need that they need like a one A in my opinion because you have these shooters like I mentioned. You have a guy down low in Bama DeBio. but. Jimmy Butler is supposed to be the number one guy. If LeBron were on that Miami Heat team, I wouldn't expect a lot of issues. If you you replace Butler with LeBron, I would absolutely love the Miami Heat to win it all. But Jimmy Butler, yeah, he plays some good defense. He's not known, though, as a scorer. I do think that hurts him a little bit as far as being ranked in the in the as far as the best being in, you know, on that list as far as best players on the planet. I mean, if you watch the All Star Games, Jimmy Butler's like the last star you think about. And you'd rather watch John, Steph, LeBron, Giannis, I mean, K D you know. If you're telling me which one's more interesting to watch, Jimmy Butler or Kawhi Leonard, I'd watch Kawhi Leonard. I I might watch Paul George over Jimmy Butler. But the Heat, I'm not saying they need a number two star, but I do think they need that 1A. They need that guy to come in, pack a punch, lift the team, be that score, more of a score and help out Jimmy Butler. But long term, I do like the Heat. I don't know when their next championship is coming. Um I would like I like the Bucks and Celtics long-term future than I do the Miami Heat. I like how Jalen Jalen Brown has stepped up for the Celtics. I know there was a stretch, I think, last year where I wasn't too sure about the Celtics. A lot of people weren't sure about them. They were like an average team. I knew at the, I think it was like a year or so ago, maybe 2 years ago, I thought the Celtics, I liked their foundation, but I felt like they needed a punch, maybe another star to help out Jason Tatum. But the the rotation of players around Tatum have really stepped up, and here they are in the Eastern Conference Finals. But long-term futures in the East, I like, obviously, the Bucks and Celtics, the Heat as well, Philadelphia, Joel Embiid. We see what, what happens when he gets hurt. I like Tyrese Maxey. I like some of the pieces in Philadelphia. I don't think their roster is as strong as... Milwaukee and Boston, but you know Doc Rivers as well. Do you love him as a head coach? I know a lot of people don't. Uh, the Bulls could get really interesting if they found a way to get a, a star. Uh, the Cavs, excuse me, the Cavs can get really good. I wouldn't be surprised if at some point they made a trade. Maybe not for a Dame Lillard, but for another star-caliber player. But I do like what I'm seeing from the Bulls and Cavs. And I think I might like their long-term futures better than Philadelphia's. <clears throat> not just as far as winning a championship, but as far as just overall maintaining you know, successful seasons, year in, year out, being strong, developing players. You know, Chicago and Cleveland, they may not get a championship for a little while here. They may not get many star players knocking on the door. But as far as being a, a consistently good team in the East, I think Boston or, uh, Chicago and Cleveland can climb up the ranks in the Eastern Conference. They'll still be looking up at Boston and Milwaukee and probably Miami, but you got to like what you're seeing from the Bulls and Cavs as they try and build for the future and be a top five, top six team in the East. Uh, You know, they both have acquired great talent. There's a reason why these teams were each about 10 games over 500 this past season. Uh, Cavs were only six games over 500. Uh, Bulls were 10 games over. But I like where the Cavs and Bulls are going in the West. The long-term future, I don't like the Suns as much because Chris Paul in his late 30s, DeAndre Ayton, what's happening here? Are they going to overpay for a center? I don't love that. Uh, It's the Devin Booker show, and I think he's a star but is he gonna be that alpha, that Kobe, that 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 dog that takes you to the next level? I don't I don't know. I think he might he's gonna need help. I don't love Jay Crowder. I don't love Mikhail Bridges. Maybe add a couple veteran shooters, a veteran facilitator went to help out when Chris Paul's coming coming to the bench. I like the Grizzlies' long-term future. We've seen a lot of growth from them. Uh, Not just John Morant, but Desmond Bain. You have uh, some of these other guys. So uh, Clark, Brooks, I mean, these other guys stepping up. I like the Grizzlies' long-term future. They also have a 36-year-old head coach, I believe, and Taylor Jenkins. So this Grizzlies team ain't going anywhere. The Warriors, I don't love their long-term future. Again, Steph and Clay, not the same players. They don't have that same impact they used to. The old Warriors would not have got shellacked by a young Grizzlies team, in my opinion. Um, you know, we saw the Grizzlies punch the Warriors in the mouth a couple times in that last series. You know, the Warriors again. Steph's getting older, Clay dealing with injuries, not the same guy, Draymond. I like his game. I don't love it because, you know, he'll get like 12 points, 10 boards, 10 assists some nights. And it's like, okay, that's nice. You get a triple-double, an easy one, but, you know, you like to see more out of the scoring department. You like to see more impact from Draymond Green. Um, but the Warriors are slowing down. Jordan Poole, I mean, they, they've had, they have some young guys who can step up and, and take minutes when the older guys are on the bench. But the Suns and Warriors' long-term future, I don't love as much as the Grizzlies. We'll kind of wrap it up here. Again, this is making a big on the fuse, kind of going through the NBA and examining the futures of some of these NBA teams right right now we're in the Western Conference finishing up there. You look at Dallas and as much as I like Luka, I still think I, I don't know if this is built to last. You know, they've spread their money around a little bit to different players. You know, they have Brunson, Dinwiddie. Do you do you love that as your core, as part of your core? Um you know, they have some diff- they have some guys who can do different things. They have some veterans on that roster who are hungry for a championship. Um, Mark Cuban it, it, you know, it's amazing how they haven't been able to get that number 2 star. I mean, they traded away Christophs Porzingis at the deadline this year uh to DC you know, stars don't want to go there. You know, is it just Dallas doesn't want to overpay? That's the motto. Hey, we don't overpay here in Big B. And that's why they don't get two stars at once. But I like the Mavericks' long-term future. I don't love it. Um, imagine if the Mavs had a Nikola Jokic. Down low. Imagine if they had an Anthony Davis. I might like, you know, I don't love Anthony Davis because all the injuries and whatnot. Sometimes he's a little soft. Sometimes he doesn't show up. But the talent level of Anthony Davis, I think, would mix with Luka Doncic very well. AD is still an athletic big. But the Mavs, I think they, in order for me to love their long-term future, I think they need another star. They might win the championship this year. But long-term, you kind of want to see more out of the role players. You, you want to see uh, just better talent. Is Spencer Dinwiddie the guy to be, You know, is, do you want him in your core long-term? I kind of want to see more. If the Mavericks win the title this year, hats off. But again, just because you win a championship this year, that doesn't mean you you're above improvements. You, it doesn't mean you can't tinker with the formula a little bit. Uh, Utah Jazz. They were 16 games over 500 this past season. I, I really I want to believe the Utah Jazz can win a championship with their core, but it might get to a point where they it might get to a point where they feel the need to trade Rudy Gobert. I feel like Donovan Mitchell needs another needs a different running mate in the backcourt. I feel like they need because they do have shooters. I, I do like Jordan Clarkson off the bench, and I don't want them to abandon their defense because they can play really good D. But can you replace? Can can you find guys who can play good defense in the interior and still trade Rudy Gobert for more shooting depth? Maybe another playmaker, a guy who can help facilitate. You know, I like Mike Conley, but are the, are the Utah Jazz just a just a few steps better than the Grizzlies when they had Mark Gasol and Zach Randolph? Are, are the Jazz just a slightly better version of the Grizzlies? Because remember in earlier last decade the Grizzlies you know weren't really known for their shooting. They had a couple bigger guys down low. Mike Conley they weren't really known for their perimeter shooting. They were known for defense. They were known for good good solid play, nothing spectacular. The modern the current jazz team kind of reminds me of the early twenty tens version of the Memphis Grizzlies. Except the Jazz, of course, have better shooting, but and Donovan Mitchell is a special player. You know, he's more special than any player Memphis had in the early twenty tens. But I feel like the Jazz need to shake things up, get more impact players, maybe get a you know, maybe get a facil- another facilitator. Maybe trade Conley and Gobert for another another facilitator, veteran shooters, more impact players, guys who can help pack a punch. Right now it's Mitchell and Clarkson. Those are the only two guys I'm scared about. The rest of the roster, whatever. Bogdanovich, he can shoot. I'm not afraid of Bogdanovich necessarily. Lastly, we'll go to the Denver Nuggets. I like their head coach, Mike Malone. I like Nikola Jokic, obviously two-time MVP, back-to-back MVP. But he needs more around him. You're gonna get Murray back. You're gonna get uh, Porter Jr. back, and that's nice. But I feel like Jokic needs more veteran shooting around him. He needs. He might. He needs. A, a, a dy, I think a dynamic player in the backcourt. Do you flip Murray for a guy like Damian Lillard? I mean, what's the pitch? And I think this could actually make sense. A, Dame Lillard, you know, it's not, you're not that far away from Portland, uh, you know, Portland, Oregon. You're in Denver, Colorado. It's not that far from Portland, Oregon. So, hey, if you want to hang out with your peeps, hang out with your former Blazer teammates on week uh, on days we have off. You have that option. You don't necessarily have to move out of Oregon if Dame has a place there. And Dame would play for a better group of players. Play for play with a franchise with more stability. You have Nikola Jokic down low. He'll kick it out to you. I mean, I think Dame and and Jokic could work. And I know over the past year, people have tussled with different trade destinations for Dame Lillard. We heard Philly in the offseason. We've heard different teams. We heard the Lakers. I honestly think Denver could make the most sense for Dame Lillard. It's not just Dame is going to a contender in the west. It's not just Dame isn't far from Portland, Oregon. It's Dame could mesh with Jokic. Dame can work with a back with a two-time MVP. And he doesn't have to worry about necessarily sharing the ball in the backcourt. You know, if a trade happens between Denver and Portland, you would expect the Blazers to get Murray if they're able to pull off a deal. You would expect a lot of money movement and all that adjusting. But Murray could be a part of the deal. Goes to can go to Portland. Denver can get Dame, have him work with Joker. I think that would be so dangerous, especially late in games. Nuggets want to win a championship. Blazers want as close to fair compensation as they can get in a trade uh, for Dame Lillard. I think that would make sense. You're not getting James Harden. You're not getting that guy, that type of guy. You're getting... Murray. And heck, if you want, you know, you're getting Jamal Murray. And if you want, we'll throw in one of these young guys. Facundo Campazo, There's Nashawn Highland. Do you want Aaron Gordon? Do you want Michael Porter Jr.? How can we make this work? That's fair. We have some young guys. Do you want Jermichael Green? How can the Nuggets pull off a trade for Damian Lillard? Maybe giving up Jamal Murray and Jermichael Green is too much? I don't think so. Jermichael Green, 31 years old already averaged 6 points this past season. So, whatever you want, Portland, whatever you want, we're the best trade partner because we actually have guys you you actually might want to build around. I'm just telling you. I think I think Philly and I think Philly and uh, the Lakers were kind of a stretch. But when you examine a Denver and Portland trade that includes Dame and Jamal Murray, that makes sense. Maybe Aaron Gordon goes to the Blazers. Maybe Jermichael Green... What about Michael Porter Jr.? There's some risk involved if you're Portland, but honestly, the best package you're probably ever going to get is from Denver. The more I think about it, that's just my opinion. There might be a surprise team out there, Uh, there might be a surprise package, but it's a stretch. I think a lot of the championship teams right now obviously they're not interested in, in a Dame Lillard. You're not going to I don't think you're going to see a team like Miami give up a boatload for Dame Lillard. Uh, you know obviously they're in the final 4 again this year. You know if you're looking at teams trying to climb up the ranks like the Knicks, the Lakers, Clippers, I mean Pelicans, what team has a great package for what team would have a great package for Dame Lillard? To me, it's the the Denver Nuggets. Jamal Murray didn't even play this year. You know, what's the selling point? Hey, he, he's he's twenty-five years old. Can ball, he can be your new face of the of the backcourt. I mean, that's what i that's if I'm the nuggets, that's what I'm selling the Blazers. Get Murray, he'll be your new face of the franchise, young guy. We'll take Dame Lillard, we'll swap contracts. Do you want Austin Rivers, Jermichael Green, Aaron Gordon? Well, think about Michael Porter Jr. He's only 23, going to be 24 end of June. So, I'm just saying, if you're the Nuggets, if you're the Blazers, get it done. Shake it up. Uh, But long term, I can't, like, it depends on the health. If if Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. are healthy from this point on, yeah, they'll get dinged up probably. That's just what happens when you deal with injury in the NBA. Once you get hurt, it's hard to overcome injuries in the future. I mean, you're still going to get dinged up most likely. Um, It's like a domino effect for the rest of your career. But I think... And, we'll, and we're wrapping this up here. I'm making a big glad to have you in on a Monday afternoon. I like the Nuggets' long-term future. I don't love it, and the reason why I say I don't love it is because again, you have to think about the health of Murray and Porter. Um, you know, Jokic can't do it all by himself. We've seen that each of the last two post seasons, he needs a boost. He needs help. Dame Lillard can be that help. For the most part, he's been durable in his career. He's a lightning rod. Uh, can shake up the backcourt and late in games, we've seen Dame uh, drop dimes from downtown. So I think again, Lillard. I think he would be a great match with Jokic long term. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens long term, but in the short term. You gotta love it. You gotta get goosebumps. You gotta get excited if you're a Denver Nuggets fan. So, uh, look, look. As far as the long-term future goes, I like it for the Nuggets. I don't love it. If they get Dame Lillard, I would still say I like it. I don't love it, because he, you know, Dame's coming off a, a, a year where he dealt with injury. You still want to see how he meshes with Jokic. I still think it's a great fit in the sh- in the short term, but in the long term, does Jokic will his personality clash with Dame's? I would think they would be okay. I think da- I think Dame is a good teammate. It seems like Jokic is a good teammate. I would think they can work it out. It seems like both Dame and Jokic are good team guys. They can they work well with a team. I mean, we saw Jokic play with Murray for for a little while. We saw them gel. We saw Dame and C.J. McCollum gel for a long time in Portland. So I, I don't think egos are going to be too strong for these guys when they're working together. It's still kind of in wait-and-see mode for me. So if Denver gets Dame, I like their long-term future. I like their I I I, lo- I love their short term future. But honestly, if the Nuggets got Dane, that's just a more exciting team to watch. Murray just missed a year, Porter dealt with injury again. He's a, he's only 23, but he's dealt with so much injury. The Blazers would be getting if they got Murray and Porter Yeah, there's risk there. But the reward is enticing if you're the Blazers. If you're the Nuggets, it's enticing. You're getting a star in Dame Lillard. Um, Again, you want to see how things work out. Short term, I think it would be great between Joker and Dame. Long term, I'm kind of in wait and see mode. Because again, when does ego start to take a toll? You know, you know, is it possible that Jokic and Dane their relationship sours? I guess. But again, we have to wait and see as far as the long term future. Um, you know, who knows? I mean the nuggets might just stand pat. They may they may try and avoid paying uh, a lot of money for Dame. I don't know how the whole contract situation will work out, but you know, there's a lot of money being shuffled around if there's a Nuggets Blazers trade. But I'm excited. Short-term future, I love it. If Dame goes to the Nuggets, long term, I'm in wait and see mode. I'll probably start out liking it and probably end up loving it. Because, like I said before, Dame and Joker have been good teammates. Dame is clutch. Joker or Joker, excuse me. He's going to be that guy down low. He can pass. He can dominate. Two, a back-to-back MVP. I'm just saying, Nuggets. As of now, I think they would have the best trade package of any possible trade destination for Dame Lillard. I think the Nuggets would be a great fit for Dame Lillard. And seeing Joker and Dame ping-pong back and forth. Seeing them dominate. They're both good teammates. Excellent players. I want to see them together. Anyway, this is making it big. We rattled off stuff in the NBA. Take a quick break, come back, wrap it up right after this. Okay, so we're wrapping. We're ending the show, making it big. <laughs> wrapping up this episode. It's been a while since I've talked to you guys, and uh, so the NFL released its schedule for the for each for each team for the 2022 NFL season. A lot of exciting games. Um, Uh, A lot of marquee matchups, Bills, Rams. I want to see that. I wouldn't be surprised if the the Bills won. But, uh, you know, Bills to me right now would have to be my Super Bowl pick, you know, the the team to win it all. But, we have to see their running game. we got to see how their defense plays. You know, they've made some. Some some changes. They've shuffled the roster a little bit. How are they at receiver this year? Uh you know, I still want to see. A team that I'm not in love with, the Tennessee Titans. I'm just not. You know, a couple years ago they had that run to the AFC Championship game. They blew a lead to Kansas City. Uh they signed Tannehill to that four year deal, 118 million or something like that. I'm just I just don't love Tannehill. And Derrick Henry dealt with injury a good chunk of last year. Came back for the playoffs. <sighs> now Derrick Henry is going to be your your workhorse again in 2022. How are they going to find a running a running game to complement Derrick Henry? How are they going to? I mean, they drafted uh, Traylon Burks out of Arkansas. To replace AJ Brown, who they traded to Philly, I just don't love the receiving core in Tennessee. I don't. I want to see how they. How do they manage Derrick Henry? How do they find that running game to spell Derrick Henry when he takes a breather? Like how do how do you give Derrick Henry time? You know, a little bit of a break. You don't want to keep grinding him into the ground. I don't love the Titans' receivers. I don't love Brian Tannehill. I like Mike Rabel. I like the defense. I think the offensive line will be okay, not perfect, but I just don't know how I can be in love with the Tennessee Titans in the 2022 season. I think the Colts are going to win that AFC South. Matt Ryan going to protect the football going to spread the ball around to his his new weapons in, in uh, Indianapolis. We know about Michael Pittman. We know about uh, Jonathan Taylor at running back, arguably arguably the best running back in football. I would like to think the Colts are going to win the AFC South. In the NFC East, I'm still picking, as of now, the Dallas Cowboys to win that division. I just don't. I just don't love the. I mean, we love the Eagles and what they did in the draft. We love their additions of A.J. Brown and drafting uh, Jordan Davis. But the Eagles secondary, I still don't love it. The Eagles at quarterback, I don't love it. You know, Washington, they should be better this year. The Giants should be better this year. But I don't love Carson Wentz. And I don't love Daniel Jones. I don't love Dak Prescott either, but at least Dak is is more stable, right? The the Cowboys, we know they're gonna they're gonna have clunkers. They're gonna lose games, they probably should win. They got smacked by Denver last year. A team the Cowboys should have beat. But I'm sorry. I need more stability. I need more stability and certainty from Philadelphia and Washington and the Giants before I have them any of them leapfrog Dallas for that number one spot in the NFC East. I'm sorry. I just do. I just do. This is Making It Big. I'm The Fuse. Signing off. Thanks for listening. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.